Hello, Bloodhounds, and welcome to another edition of My Bloody Podcast. This is our seventh episode, Lucky Number Slevin, starring Bruce Willis. And I am Preston Barta, features editor of FreshFiction.tv and film critic at Denrick Chronicle. And with me is, I will have to probably describe a movie scene from the recent Avengers Infinity War, where they say Drax calls uh, Peter Quill a dude, and then he calls Thor a man. Brian Kluger is a man. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Preston. (laughs) Is a man. Uh, A man, man, man. You're a man. Oh, I just fell in love with Preston all over again right now because he's quoting one of my favorite films, Orgasmo. From Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I have that song, Now You're a Man, like on repeat constantly. <laughs> oh, I'm so impressed and, and so in love right now. <laughs> How are you, buddy? It's been a week. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been, it's been very long. Uh, I've been busy getting my house ready and watching stuff when I can. Uh, I woke up, actually watched the movie that we're reviewing tonight or today, uh, real early this morning. So, um, finding time to squeeze in, uh, outside projects outside of my work schedule and cleaning schedule to, uh, do this stuff. Well, I'm so glad we 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 make time for this because we love it. We we enjoy it. It's our it's our new baby. It's our it's our yeah. our mecca, our temple of horror that we get to talk and tell all of our lovely lovely listeners about the movies we love, <clears throat> old and new. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just glad to be doing with this you with this with you, buddy. And I'm gonna say you're a man as well. Meow, meow, meow. Oh God, this is. I just want to <laughs> sing that song the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Manny, Manny, man. Yep. <laughs> if you haven't seen Orgasmo, folks, it is not horror, but uh, it is fantastic. Um, yes. So yeah, we have a lot to sh- lot to get to today. Um, it is, uh, there's news to talk about. We have our bloody recommendations and we are going to talk about our main event later on today, Bubba Hotep, which I have seen probably at least 50 times. And I think Preston watched it for the first time this morning. And I do not, I actually, this is real life. I do not know what his thoughts on, on it are because I've been talking this movie up for a very long time. Cause I think I saw it three or four times in the theater when it came out. I just love it. I love everything about it and we'll have to wait until, uh, towards the end of the show to hear his thoughts, but I'm like on pins and needles about it right now. <laughs> He's been quiet about this, uh, for sure. Um, I guess let's talk uh, a little bit of news. Um, <clears throat> TV wise, um, I'm pretty sure everybody in the uh, whole entire globe has heard of a TV show called The Walking Dead, which yes. is, still makes a ton of money and tons of viewers. I still watch it um, just because, you know, when I start something, I am going to finish it no matter how terrible it is usually. Um, 
The Walking Dead. It seems like the main protagonist, um, Rick Grimes, played by Andrew Lincoln, the British guy who was in Love Actually. Um, yes. I guess there was a lot of British guys in there, but um, supposedly he's leaving the show. And I don't understand why he would do that. You know, I mean, I guess he's tired of filming in Atlanta in the hot sun and doing this, but I mean, I guess he's been doing it for like nine years, so. I don't know. What do you think about this? I stopped watching the show after its third season because I felt that it was losing its creativity. Like it would milk a certain plot line for so long and then tease the possibility of a new turn for uh, the, the trajectory of the show. And it just never really got there for me. So I kind of stopped and then I heard a about like what's going on now and where it's been in the last couple of seasons. But uh, I don't blame him one bit because I don't know how it is for you when I watch, uh, but when I watch TV shows, I tend to like it to end around the fifth season or so, especially when it's like something like this, that's either sci-fi or horror or drama based, like Breaking Bad five seasons. That's good. Um, Sons of Anarchy went to seven and they should have lost some in there, but, uh, it was still good. Like that's, that's, it doesn't need to be going any much, any more longer than, uh, nine seasons. So, um, I, I, I'm sure he's got fatigue for sure. And, um, and from what I've heard of where it's gone, where it's been going, it just, it has lost, uh, kind of lost uh, its creativity over again. It comes in waves, like it'll have a nice thing and then it'll lose something. So I don't know how the show's been, uh, or, or what, do, what do you think? Where Where is it gone? I mean, I so this is, I've read most of the comic books. Um, I know Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead, um, you know, was planning on ending the comic book series. And I've read, I think, 115 issues of it. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I've been pr- and I loved it. It's it's amazingly written and visually told, um, and I was real excited about this TV series. And so, with the TV series, you know, and as popular as it is, you know, and with all the turmoil behind the scenes uh, with Frank Darabont leaving and other uh, people leaving, it's you know there are so they have a a. Um, a pattern now where they release 16 episodes per season, but they split it in half eight and eight and for the last several seasons. And with that, there is a lot of filler. Um, there have been whole seasons where there's a lot, not a lot has happened and how they tell the story, which is somewhat annoying at some points. Cause there's so many characters where like one episode you'll see everybody. And then like the next three episodes will only focus on one person or two people. And you won't see everybody again until like five episodes in. So it's a long drawn out type of process. There are really good moments and really good things they're doing. Um, however, I think, you know, now it's like, yeah, I agree with you, Preston. I think Andrew is just like, yeah, I, Fatigue is probably a good word for it. And I, I'm hearing that they're trying to offer Norman Reedus, uh, one of the big stars of the show, the leading role, because everybody loves uh, Norman Reedus's character on the show. Um, so 
it's it's hard to say what they're gonna do. Um, but you know, in the comic books, there's like at least four or so people that have been around since the beginning who are still alive. Um, one of them being Rick, really. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes out. Like, I mean, it, spoiler alert in the last season, if you haven't watched like, you know, the season prior, you would know that Carl is dead. Um, Mm -hmm. but I wonder how they're going to show that because that didn't happen in the comics. Uh, but, um, well, it'll be interesting to see where, how Rick deals with this or how he goes because he is like the integral part of the story. So, yeah, I, I mean, and there's a, there's tons of zombie stuff out right now. There's even a spinoff, Fear of the Walking Dead, which I think is better in some cases than The Walking Dead. So you'll still get it. Just It's interesting. I don't know. I feel for the guy, even though he's probably getting paid a ton of money. Maybe he just wants to do something new. Yeah, it kind of seems as though, um, you know, stars, they kind of want to step away to kind of see what what else that they could do. But then a lot of cases they end up wanting to do like a revival or or end up talking about solely about that character because they can't find something else that is able to rise above it. And so, you you know, a couple of weeks ago or within the week, um, they were talking about bringing back Parks and Rec and things like that and. So it's he he may change his mind down the line, right? He's, right. He's he's going to miss that paycheck, that that constant steady paycheck. It it's, it's probably a really good one because it's probably one of the, like the highest rated cable shows ever still. Um, yeah. And you know, with these shows, I mean, I'm sure it's grueling, but I mean, he probably has a few months off to do something else. I just I guess stick it out. But again, with you. I agree with, like, the many seasons, you know? Like, X-Files had too many seasons. 24 had too many seasons. Um, I like when they have a start and a finish within five or so seasons. So you really... They're not just like, what else can we do, you know? To keep this going. So I agree with that. I like it. I still watch it. So I'm one of the few people that hasn't uh, given up on it yet. Because I know a lot of people have. But I'm going to stick with it. Um, but yeah, let's move on to some funny news to me, at least. Um, I have to, (laughs) so writer, creator, James Obar, who created the crow, um, it just being in comic books for so long and knowing the guy and seeing him at every convention, small or big, he just has so many bitter things to say about the crow, which made him famous and, they're trying to reboot the crow for like the last 20 years, basically. And they're still on that path and they had Jason Momoa attached to star in it. And it just looks like it's all falling apart again. And I just feel like this is going to be another good story with James Obar at a comic book convention. (laughs) The crow is not happening now still. (laughs) What do you think? Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, just cause there's been talk about bringing it back so many times and the, the thought of Jason Momoa playing him, he definitely looks the part of Bruce Lee and be- better than, uh, what's his name? Pecker. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, 
at this point, I don't really care. I have the original, and I'm fine with that. Okay. I just I just know that it's so many people love the crow, and they like you know it's like a big deal to them, and they've been trying to reboot it for so long, and poor James Obar just will never see the light of day. And it's interesting because it seemed like this time, it there was a. It just, there, w- there was possibility of this actually happening, and it looks like mm-hmm. it's not. So, who knows? Not happening anytime soon. Um, so yeah. But it, with the way today is, like, they can say that something's not happening, and then the internet will talk, and then it will push the hand of the studio to make it the way that the people involved or the creators want to take it. So, it could happen. Yeah, I, I I would imagine at some point in time this might get off the ground, but as of now, it's at a standstill. Nothing's happening. So, unfortunately, no crow for anybody anytime soon. Um, so, Preston, any, any news from you? Anything you want to talk about? Tell us about? Uh, we could talk about Jamie Foxx being the new Spawn for Blumhouse's rendition of Spawn. Yeah, so I'm very excited about this. Spawn is one of the... One of the first like big comic books I ever got into, and I love. I I mean, I'll say it right now. I really like the movie they put out back in the '90s with Michael J. White as Spawn, and um, me too. Uh, and Michael J. White is awesome. It's going to be very hard to replace him uh, because he. I mean, he's so good in like Black Dynamite and The Dark Knight and. Any other thing he does, I just love Michael J. White, and he played Spawn perfectly. And so now we got Jamie Foxx, an Academy Award-winning actor, which I think he'll do well. Um, I just think this is, looks like it's going to be a bigger – well, I don't know if it's going to be a bigger budget because Blumhouse usually is, what, between 3 and $12 million for a movie. So I don't know how this is going to play out, like, superhero-wise. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think I'll know for sure after I see their, their uh, new Halloween movie in how the direction that they'll take these kind of beloved franchises. Uh, but I'm with you. I like the original quite a bit. It was one of the first rated R movies that I remember watching and it would come on television all the time and I would watch it and have a heyday with John Leguizamo. Um, Who played like a 400 pound clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But played it so well. And Michael J. White, isn't he like around the same age as Jamie Foxx? I think, well, I think so, perhaps, because I know, yeah, because back when Michael J. White was doing this, I think Jamie Foxx was doing, like, In Living Color, um, yeah. the comedy side of things. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's just because it's new studio, new studio involved, and they have to kind of do that, but Michael J. White could totally take on the role again. I watched a movie with him not too long ago, and then the name of it escapes me, but it has Peter Weller in it. It wasn't particular. <laughs> it wasn't particularly good, but uh, he's like wearing like fancy clothes, almost like John Wick, but not like the whole Reservoir Dog style, but just like really nice clothes. And he was kicking ass, and so I, he still has it. It's just I, I guess he just doesn't have that star quality anymore. But um, uh, I, I, I mean, with Blumhouse involved, uh, I, I'm ready to see it. So I believe that it, it could be good. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm super excited about this. I'm sure it'll be R-rated as well and have a lot of horror elements to it. And I'm I'm just curious. I mean, this is 
this is a rated R superhero movie or anti superhero movie, basically. Um, because Spawn is like good and bad in a way. It's I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be good. And Jamie Fox is, has Jamie Fox played a superhero yet? Uh, he played the villain in Spider Man Two, the, ama- right. or the Amazing Spider Man. So it, it kind of seems like uh, everybody that's played like a superhero or a villain in a relatively shitty outing, they have to come back and uh, do a good one. Yeah, to, to clear their name. <laughs> uh, yeah i am uh i'm looking forward to it um i guess we're we're like what two years away from this being released maybe more yeah yeah probably 2020 or something oh it's a long way away but i'm very excited about it nonetheless um what else do we got here uh just today scream factory said that they're bringing a double bill Haha, of uh, Bill Paxton and Bull, Bill Pullman starring in Brain Dead to Blu-ray for the first time. Oh my goodness! Um, the double bill. I do still believe Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman are the same person, <laughs> um, which means they're both alive still. Uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to this. I love Scream Factory. I just love that they bring so many fun movies to Blu-ray that we normally wouldn't be getting now it doesn't look like this movie is getting a cardboard slip case preston is that <laughs> aggravate you <laughs> uh a little bit but as uh, me and james cole clay who recently got into uh collecting these over the past two years uh we've learned to kind of let go and but uh i mean i would definitely prefer to have one but <laughs> I, like a unknown origin didn't come with one and that's fine i can i can understand uh, if they don't have a, a bunch of like special features or anything like that, there's really no point in kind of making it pop even more. Right. Yeah. So this this is going to be released on nine eleven, no yep. relation, uh, and it does not it does not have anything to do with Peter Jackson's Brain Dead or uh, as you come to know it, Dead Alive. Yeah. Um, but it is Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton in a movie. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, how, how do you, have you seen it? I have not seen it, but the cover alone of like a man's face stretched over this device or helmet. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, it's a, it's a frightening image and I'm totally down, especially with the double bill there. Um, and I trust that Scream Factory uh, will do a pretty good job with it, and uh, they have a they have a good selection. Yeah, I, um, they they do have a good selection. I'm I'm looking forward to this one as well on Blu-ray from Scream Factory because we love Scream Factory for sure. Um, we have to bring up, you know, we talked about, you know, remember when we talked about uh, the movie The Witch and that Funko Pop was releasing Black Phillip the Goat. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth uh, monsters are going to be joining the Funko Pop line, which Ooh. I'm excited, um, including the fawn and that real skinny-looking monster dude at the buffet table. The, eye- the eyeball man? Yeah, the eyeball man, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I do impressions of Pan all the time and so i always go to Haley hasn't even seen it my wife and so i always go oh he always goes like that the fall yeah oh 
I like it. But yeah, there'll be Funko Pop figures. I'm glad that like the horror realm is getting into these uh, Funko Pop figures, like uh, lesser known ones. So I'm very excited about that. Have you gotten Black Phillip yet, or is that even out yet? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't followed up on that. I was just kind of waiting for you to say, "Dude, get this," and then I'll get it. Yeah, I've got to look for it. Um, we might have to do that at some point soon. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, let's see. I, I'm trying to think. Is there any other news before we get to, or is there anything you want? Uh, to there, the, yeah, there's one w- real quick thing that I just thought was kind of funny. Um, so the new Leprechaun, uh, Lyndon Porco, says that Leprechaun returns, which will not have Warwick Davis reprising the role, uh, says that his performance is inspired by Heath Ledger's Joker. And so I just found that really funny, and uh, now I'm very curious. So... Let's get this straight. I think Leprechaun has had like what twelve movies so far, maybe thirty. Yeah, <laughs> and they're doing another one, and I'm very happy to see like we'll get Heath Ledger Joker in Leprechaun movie sans <laughs> uh, Warwick Davis. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Still, I'm into this. Did you ever see Leprechaun Goes to the Hood? Uh, I, not in a long, long time. And I actually almost <laughs> bought it the other day, but I ended up buying another movie that I may make my bloody recommendation, uh, down the line. So I won't speak of what I got, but, uh, I almost bought the entire collection because I wanted to go through them again. Uh, and I, I, I'm surprised that I don't, I didn't realize that they made two movies in the hood. Yes, they did. <laughs> it did so well in certain circles and on home video that they made a sequel. Um, and it's, oh, man, the leprechaun, Jesus Christ. I'm, uh. <laughs> Just one day we need to do a whole marathon with that, like Lord of the Rings style. It'll be like 12 hours long, but every leprechaun Good. movie. Oh, yes. My goodness. I'm excited for that for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Do we have, I guess, I think what we heard for the new Halloween movie that we just talked about earlier from Blumhouse or Bloomhouse, um, I do believe, uh, they will be showing a trailer, uh, very soon, like within the next day or two, right? Yeah. I think they said sometime June. Yeah. June. Yeah. So we'll be looking out for that for sure. I'm very very excited about it um yes so yes 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 um is that all for news that's that's it that's all for news but we have my bloody recommendations coming up where we recommend a movie uh to you vintage or new that you might not have heard of i'm very excited but preston what do you have for us uh so you said new uh, mine is like hot. Like it's not even out yet. It comes out Friday because this is Thursday that we're recording this. Um, and that is uh, Upgrade, uh, the, the new Lee Winnell film. So technically, this I'm bending the rules a little bit here because it's not horror in per se, but it is bloody as hell. Um, did you, did you go see this, uh, per my recommendation in the past that I've said that you should totally go see this? Did you go see it? 
I have Fair. not seen it yet, but I plan on it. I plan on it, and I'm really interested. So you can you can spoil things. I don't mind. I'm just really okay. excited to see it. No, I'm, I'm going to keep it real brief and minor because um, it all the good. It's kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Like all the good stuff, you can spoil so easily, and but that's all the fun of it. Uh, so in the movie, uh, it is uh, in, set in the in near future, and technology uh, controls all aspects of life. Um, the, the main character is uh, played by Logan Marshall Green, and he you, you may know him from Prometheus, and he's also from the OC. He played Trey. Um, he, uh, is this dude that doesn't want anything to really do with technology. He's kind of like this guy that likes to work on his Trans Am car and he likes tangible things. He likes physical things. And his wife is, uh, the polar opposite. She has like all the latest tech and kind of like Iron Man, like if you invite, if you were to go in Iron Man's house, he has like you know the ability to control computers from his uh, table and uh, cars that drive themselves and that sort of thing. And so it feels very real. Like this, of all the futuristic movies that kind of play with artificial intelligence and uh, how technology is uh, evolving over time. Uh, this one feels the most realistic, which is kind of crazy. And I said in my review that I wrote on Fresh, uh, that's on Fresh Fiction TV and uh, that didn't wreck a chronicle that the line between uh, science fiction and reality is beginning to blur with these movies, um, especially this one. So, yeah, Lee Winnell, who's the writer and director of this movie, he uh, he's the writer of the first three Saw movies and he did Insidious and uh, he did a, a movie that we almost or I w- almost made uh, my bloody recommendation, which is Cooties. Uh, oh, a, yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah, very good spin on the zombie genre. Um, so, uh, yeah, he he uh, goes to he's working on this guy's car and he goes to the guy, this guy's house, this mysterious man who looks just like James Dean, like reincarnated. Uh, he ends up being a guy that's kind of like uh, Tyrell from Blade Runner, who's just behind all the latest uh, technology developments. And uh, he brings his wife over to kind of impress her and show, him, uh, show her this guy's lair and where he lives and what he does. And she's totally familiar with what he does. And... Um, it takes a uh, unexpected uh, turn from there, and I don't want to spoil all of what happens, but it involves uh, our main character, played by Logan Marshall Green, uh, putting a implant in his body because he doesn't have movement in his legs anymore, and he this allows him to have full control of his body again. And on top of that, he has kind of like a Jarvis-type thing from like the Avengers like uh, a voice in his head that is uh, constantly talking to him and telling him what to do and uh, gives him these very unique fighting abilities like John Wick style. And uh, if you saw the trailer for Venom um, with Tom Hardy, it's got a very similar vibe where uh, Tom Hardy's uh, Eddie Brock doesn't have these abilities, but once he gets in... uh, uh, in contact with this, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the black goose, black uh, ooze uh, gives him all these uh, 
abilities he's never had before. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this movie plays out. And then when that movie comes out and uh, the, the connections there, but this one is so badass, especially when that, once the action gets going and the way that they shoot it is very creative, kind of like um, it reminded me a little bit, I guess he kind of, uh, Lee Winnell takes a little bit of inspiration from James Wan in how uh, the shooting style, like um, there's like a shot in the film, like when he first, when the the computer that's inside his head says, "Uh, do you want me to take these guys out for you? And he's like, sure. And he's completely surprised at the abilities that he has. And he's scared of it. Like he breaks a guy's arm in half. He's like, oh, my God. And it's it's really funny, um, <laughs> but 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 as I was hinting at, like so the camera style. So like James Wan, you know, like in uh, Fast and Furious Seven, when uh, a body, like uh, when I think it's The Rock, he's like fighting some dude, or maybe it was uh, Jason Staten, and he's like bending over a table or a couch and lands on his back, and the computer and the camera moves with him. So it's almost like the, the, the camera is attached to this pole and it's moving with the body. And so he does, uh, Lee Winnell does a lot of really cool camera tricks um, all throughout the movie. And uh, so anybody who's into, uh, is a very meticulous film watcher, I think you'll be impressed with the way that they shoot it on top of the story on top of the violence, it's got like this B movie violence that's so great. But it's very smart. Uh, I also said in my review that it feels low key and big at the same time, kind of like RoboCop, where it's got this like B movie premise, but feels like it's tapping into a lot of relevant themes uh, today. And uh, but it also is a lot, a lot of fun and super bloody. So. That sounds yeah. right up my alley. Did you get a chance to talk to Lee? Yes, I talked to Lee and uh, Logan Marshall Green and then uh, Betty Gabriel, who was uh, last in uh, Get Out. Um, so, yeah, I talked to them and I, I, I talked a, a lot about um, uh, where, we, we're, where we're going with technology today and how relevant uh, I think the movie is and um, – and how I'm kind of scared of like thoughts of um, having a car that drives itself, and um, like even in Fast and Furious, that like there's people that hack into cars. So there's that that kind of thought, and I just know know if I trust it. And so I related a lot to Logan Marshall Green's character in that I kind of balance um, uh, my technology. Like I don't have all the most up-to-date gadgets, but I have a pretty good amount, but I also like tangible things like hell, the Blu-rays that I own, they gotta be physical copies. I'm not doing the whole, uh, digital downloads. So whenever I get those, I ended up, end up giving them to friends. Um, and I'm sure it'll come bite me in the ass one day, but for now I just really enjoy physical stuff. So I enjoyed the movie a lot and I enjoyed my conversation with them. And you can find that on uh, frustration.tv and uh, didn't record chronicle as well. Very cool. Very cool. I like it. I need to see this. Dang yes, you do. It. I do. All right. Um, my blade recommendation of the day, um, isn't for everyone, but if you're a fan of the horror genre and especially, makeup effects wizard rick baker this one's for you 
Um, this is a 1977 film called The Incredible Melting Man. Hell yeah. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but that's been on my list of movies to get. It is so much fun. This is also a Scream Factory special. Um, it came out a few years ago, but, you know, it's very low budget. It's a low budget horror movie uh, with kind of a lot of uh, a lot of cheese. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of gory horror in it, practical effects um, that will make you laugh, but also kind of like, ew, super <laughs> fun. Um, it, it's... I like this movie a lot. Um, so basically, uh, this we we um, this movie is basically about um, basically a monster that kills people. But here, this is uh, an astronaut who is subjected to a big solar flare and starts melting, literally melting. Mm-hmm. Um, so now back on Earth at the hospital. Uh, he survived, he's covered in bandages, uh, and he's no longer, uh, interested in, like, space or astronaut stuff or science. He just wants to kill people. (laughs) And that's the movie. It's so much fun. That's literally the story. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, I mean, this could possibly be part of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode because it's just full of extra cheesy goodness, but it's also a lot of fun. They uh, they they had a good time making this. The practical effects are super gory and gross, but really good. It's just kind of like the dialogue and silly delivery that just makes it ridiculous but it's nevertheless has some tense moments and some scares for sure in the the movie it comes with commenta- uh, commentary new interviews with the director and rick baker of all people um there's trailers and all sorts of fun stuff but it's called the incredible melting man and super fun if you like gore you like practical effects this movie's for you and there's nothing to it it's literally about an astronaut that comes back to space he's melting and instead of doing more rocket science he wants to kill everyone and it's amazing Mm. does that sound good to you yeah, it does sound good to me. I was looking it up on IMDb, and I'm looking at some of the stills, and I think it has the kid from Poltergeist in it. Oh, yes, yes. I do believe he is in that movie. <laughs> I totally and forgot that. It also has John, director, late director Jonathan Demme in it. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, it sounds it sounds good. Yeah, you'll have to – and, like, right now, I think on Amazon, it's, like, less than 10 bucks. So it's highly worth the purchase if you're a fan yeah. of horror, gore, and silly horror movies. <laughs> no sleeve. No sleeve, but that's okay. <laughs> no sleeve for Preston. He'll get over it, though. He's he's working at it with, like, lots of therapy and stuff, but we'll get – Yeah, we can make yeah like, if you go on eBay, sometimes, like – like I do, like every night, I'm, I'm like one of those late night people that checks it. And uh, there's there's people who make uh, slip covers for Scream Factory movies that that don't come with one, and I'm so tempted to do that every now and then. How much are they? Uh, they they vary. Um, so it's one of the bidding ones, uh, but around fifteen bucks. Okay, for for a cardboard case. All right, all right. I get it. I totally get that aspect. I like my Blu-rays and DVD cabinets looking uh, looking unanimous and presented well. <laughs> and 
Yes. Uh, I totally get that. And I like the new artwork with the old artwork, too. So we get best of yeah. both worlds. Uh, but, yes, those are, are my bloody recommendations, the new one and the old one. I like it. But on to the main event. I've been looking forward to this for so long because ever since Preston told me he uh, got Bubba Hotep but has never seen it, I've been wanting him to watch it for so long because Bubba Hotep is a movie that stars Bruce Campbell, the best people and actors out there, along with Ossie Davis. It is definitely about a old mummy that haunts an old folks home and sucks the souls out of these old people's buttholes. And Bruce Campbell plays an aging Elvis impersonator and Ossie Davis, the amazing black actor thinks he's JFK. Um, so this is the actual storyline to this movie. And I love it so much. Like I said, I've seen it over 50 times. I have like special editions of it. I have like, collector's editions of it where like the movie comes in like a leather elvis suit um i love this movie so much and so i've been dying for Preston to watch it watch it and i can only hope my fingers are crossed so much my toes are crossed that he loved it as much as i did Preston, you gotta tell us bubba hotep fan or not a fan okay so uh after watching it for the very first time it didn't sit too well with me. No! I, it, I'm, 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 we'll get there, man. We'll get there. Um, uh, I uh, I was even texting Cole, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, this is I, – I was kind of, frankly, I, I, I'm sad to kind of admit it, but I was bored by it um, until I started really going through and kind of preparing uh, for this podcast to talk about it. Uh, going through the storyline, and then I just got to thinking more about it, and that uh, I, I, I've realized that it's very smart in a lot of in a lot of ways. But you know, looking at the title alone, Bubba Hotep, you kind of expect a certain kind of movie, and even the Scream Factory cover that they have, where it has this mummy who's like decked out in a cowboy outfit that's uh, <laughs> falling apart. It's really funny. And then uh, seeing Bruce Campbell with all his prosthetics looking like Elvis. And then, uh, as you said, Ossie Davis, his character who believes that he's uh, JFK. And even in the movie, he says, they dyed me black. And there's even a, there's a shot. <laughs> there's a shot where he falls on his on his face and you can see the back of his head. And it's like he totally could have got shot there. And they, they put his brains back together with like. Was it like a bag of sand or something? Yes, yes. So, um, and it's got it's got really great comedy moments. I think the one moment that made me laugh so hard was when uh, Bruce Campbell's laying down in this bed uh, at this uh, old folks' home, and this nurse is taking care of him and kind of inspecting his uh, downstairs business, and. Uh, he he says something along the lines of, you know, I'm so he's like so upset with how much he's aged and how he's not he doesn't have that rock star quality anymore. And he says he's like twenty years ago this lady would have been eaten out of my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes. 
So uh, the comedies, uh, you you have to kind of go looking for it and kind of let things kind of register for it to really kick in. But I think the thing that surprised me after watching it was how kind of depressing it is because... Um, but it's also endearing too. Yeah, but I, I don't think I, I I don't think I was quite expecting it to like the overall theme of the movie to be kind of like dealing with old age, and it makes me it's kind of like the the antonym to uh, the Lost Boys, which I'm gonna find a way to bring that up. That movie's my greasy strangler. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Where, where where they have these like rock star guys who can live forever, and this one you got uh, this rock star guy who uh, is aging, and he's uh, can can we I don't we can go ahead and spoil this right? It's oh yeah, out. this movie's been out for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, so you think you think he's the real Elvis, right? Yeah, so that's what this movie does so well. I do actually think because there's so many good moments. And it's very plausible, like, okay, this might actually be the real Elvis, and this actually might be the real JFK, and they've been so forgotten about in their old age, and but they come together, and it's so perfect. But yeah, I actually, that, I, I do believe that they're the real people. Yeah, and that's where the movie's smart, and I think that's where I respect it the most, is the, the story, the storyline of the, or I guess the idea of Elvis not dying on the crapper and still being alive just because uh, he's, he's getting older and he can't really live up to that uh, young image that uh, people like, kind of celebrate him for. And, uh, and then I guess kind of incorporating this sci-fi element is kind of what threw me off a bit. It's, that's where the, the tone is kind of strange to me. Like it'll, it'll be like, this could be a really good serious movie about that. And then you bring in the sci-fi horror element, and that makes it feel like a different movie. And I think I just felt like a tug of war going on, and that's what initially took me off the movie a little bit. But after kind of letting it all digest, I I I like it much more than I did. And so, but but yeah, I, I just think that that whole concept of Elvis still being alive and then uh, working with uh, an impersonator, like an actual impersonator that's also played by Bruce Campbell, who's younger. It doesn't have that the aging uh, makeup and uh, that they kind of like swap out like he'll let the real Elvis play an impersonator Elvis, which is like a Christopher Nolan type twisted mind stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and and then he falls off the stage and breaks his hip, and then he's in a coma for a while, and he wakes up in this uh, old folks' home, and then that's where the the rest of the story goes. And so that's that, like there's a lot of really genius moments in this movie, and um, so uh, at, overall, I I think it's recommendable. I I enjoyed it. I'll probably enjoy it more with repeat viewings now that I got the full scope of the movie and know where it goes and what the tone is. Um, but yeah, upon first watch, I, I was kind of very dismissive, but now I, um, I think I could dive into the special features and then re- respect it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because you know, it, it's, it, 
it's a slower paced movie than you think it would be, but the mix of comedy and horror and like the message it brings is so unique and good and it's told so well. And there's so many like little throwaway jokes, uh, like, uh, this Elvis, Bruce Campbell's character, this Elvis character is in this old folks home where really nobody cares about any of them. And he sees this like giant bug that's part of the mummy. And he's trying to tell somebody who works at the old folks home about it. And they don't believe him. And they're like, I saw this, I saw this bug, man. It's a big goddamn bug. And they're like, how big was it? He goes, size of my fist, size of a peanut butter banana sandwich, man. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's like stuff like that. That's so good. (laughs) But, and that, and that, whole scene where he's fighting the bug definitely reminded me of evil dead oh absolutely because you get the famous bruce campbell stuff type of action and like the silly practical effects um but they add like a great character in it with ossie davis who's kind of like the more serious guy to bruce campbell and uh to this his elvis and it just it works perfectly and it's like these two forgotten old people who nobody comes and visits really form like a new family and head off on an adventure basically which is something bruce campbell narrates in the film um and they like see like cleopatra writing stuff on the shithouse walls i mean it's just it's so perfect and the climactic battle between the mummy and them is great and brian tyler's amazing score is so good Especially like the slow kind of slow yeah. motion walk down the hallways and uh, that 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 scene's great uh, when he's fully dressed in the white outfit with the cape and then you see Ossie Davis driving his wheelchair down the hallway with Bruce Campbell having a walker yeah <laughs> in in slow motion so so funny yeah and and the score just amplifies it uh, but yeah there's a there's a lot of good things I. Th- um, it's just something, you know, Preston, if you watch it repeatedly, I think, you know, watch it again and again, I, I really think it's going to grow on you, uh, yeah. because it is, there's just so many things to check out and notice here and there. And that's why so many people have wanted a sequel or that Don Corsa Kelly has wanted like to do Nosferatu Hotep, but hasn't done it yet. Yeah. So I, I only hope for the best and Bubba Hotep. Yes, it is on uh, scream factory collector's edition. And it, it's, there's no other story like this, you know, you, this is purely original fun and eventful things. Like there, there is nothing else like this out there. And you yep. know the type of movie it's going to be from the very first frame where it gives you, like, the di- dictionary definition of Bubba and Hotep. <laughs> yeah. Which is – Followed followed by a scene of Bruce Campbell talking about a growth on his penis. Yep. And if you wanted to know about Bruce Campbell and his penis, that is a character through the whole movie, his penis. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is because he, he's like, this is the first time I've had a boner in two precedents or something. <laughs> yeah, two precedencies. <laughs> and then Aussie da- Davis has really good lines too because he plays it very straight. But um, Well, they both do. But uh, I think uh, Bruce Campbell's, Campbell's uh, Elvis character, character asks uh, Aussie Davis's JFK character. He's like, so Marilyn Monroe. And he's like, that's confidential. <laughs> yeah, that's confidential. And the way he delivers, like, well, wasn't JFK white man? 
and Ossie Davis is a black actor goes, they died me this way. It's like, yeah. trying to tell this forever. And it's just, their stories, and their backgrounds are so good. Oh, I just love this movie so much. It's one of the better ones you'll see. I think if you're looking for like the odd and unusual and weird type of cinema, and I'm glad you finally watched it, Preston. And I'm glad it's kind of growing on you, even since your first viewing. So uh, I'm very excited for that. I'm very happy about that. So uh, good, good, good. We'll have to watch it together at some point. Yes. But does that wrap up our seventh episode of My Bloody Podcast? Yes, it does. Oh, I can't believe seven episodes in. In another Series episode. eight next. Yep. Eight next. That means two whole months Perfect. we've been doing this. Or fate of the bloody podcast. <laughs> oh, fate of the bloody podcast. Yes, I like this, where this is going. Um, yes, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please, 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 please. Share us on Reddit. Share us on FARC. Share us anywhere. We just want to get our love of horror movies out there for you and have fun with it. Preston, again, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Preston Barta, B-A-R-T-A, and I am sharing stuff and writing stuff of my own on freshfiction.tv. Uh, we have a lot of cool features out there uh, this week with Upgrade and uh, all the other kind of small movies and Blu-rays that have come out over the past couple of weeks, uh, including uh, Return of the Swamp Thing, uh, which I almost made my bloody recommendation Um very cool uh, Blu-ray release of that from EV, uh, MVD Rewind Collection. And uh, you can find my theatrical reviews and uh, interviews on Dent Record Chronicle. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Very cool. You can also find him at nowyou'reamound.org. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, you can find me on boomstickcomics.com and highdefdigest.com um, where you'll find all sorts of HD gear reviews, Blu-rays, 4Ks, movies, uh, and articles, essays, stuff like that. Uh, soon to be, you'll find a Pixar movie ranking uh, from – Worst to best. So, Ooh, very cool. That will be worked on. But until next week, we hope you have a bloody good week and weekend. And Preston, I'm so glad you watched Bubba Hotep. Me too. <laughs> shall we? Te- shall we tease what we're going to possibly oh, review next week? Yes, yes, yes. Bonus section, real quick, of my bloody podcast. Preston, what are we seeing, and what we'll be talking about next week? Uh, the new release, uh, Hereditary, the much talked about movie that premiered at Sundance and South by Southwest, and it's finally coming out, uh, June 8th. So we're going to be doing the spoiler free discussion of that movie. So for those of you who don't know what Hereditary is yet, it is a new horror movie. And from what people have been saying is one of the scariest movies in many, 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 many years. It is truly terrifying. But we will definitely let you know next week if it is that actually terrifying. Yes. So we love you. Please listen. Please subscribe. And please watch Bubba Hotep. Thank you, Preston, as always. You're very welcome.